back to the Sunday Rewind with Tom and Mike. That's old school. Yeah? <laughs> old school like the old school. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Top Stevens here. Mike Melby there. It is Husker Rewind every Sunday from 5 until 7. We don't talk a lot of golf on this show. Uh, we would. I, I, we do around major time. Uh, but we, we don't talk, unless it's a major, we probably don't talk extensively about golf. But it is certainly one of my favorite topics to talk about. And Mike Melby, also a very good golfer. We played a lot of golf together. Uh, neither of us can hold a candle to this particular guy. He's PGA teacher, former pro, Nebraska Hall of Famer, Jim White. Hi, Jim. How are you? Tom, great. How are you guys doing? We're good. good doing good. From you. Good. Um, I know that th- we're playing at Oak Hills this week, uh, the site of the PGA Championship. You have played there mo- probably more than once. I know you played there once in the senior PGA. What are yep. the players up against this week? Boy, this golf course now the- – <laughs> When I played it, it was it was very uh, 2008 uh, in the senior deal, and Jay Haas won. Uh, and and one cool story about about that we were I missed the cut. We were watching golf on Saturday, and 17th hole is a slightly uphill dogleg right hole, pretty good, pretty long. And he hit it in the left rough. And I told my wife, I said, "That's just going to be brutal. There's no way he's going to be able to get that to the green out of that rough because it was so nasty that week." And uh, so anyway, he hits this shot. He's probably 170 yards, and he maybe hit a seven or eight irons, about all he could get on the ball out of that long stuff. And there's two bunkers right in the front of the green. There's about 10, 15 feet between these two bunkers. He lands about 20 yards short of the green, rolls between the two bunkers, goes and into the hole for an eagle two. And he <laughs> wins the golf tournament at seven over par. Wow. That gives you a little idea of how nasty Oak Hills can be. Now, it's also, you know, just getting into May and Rochester, New York, isn't the warmest place in the world in May. So it'll be interesting to see the condition of the golf course because obviously spring is just getting there. And um, it'll also be interesting to see how they handle the rough because when when we played, there was no first cut of rough. You went right from fairway to this five, six-inch stuff. And it was it was absolutely brutal, and and the weather was terrible. So I have no good memories of Oak Hills, but, but uh, Jay Haas has a good memory of it. He uh, he won won by uh, I don't know how many shots he won by, but seven over par wins the golf tournament. So uh, that gives you a little indication of how tough uh, Oak Hill can be. So you combine weather with a pretty difficult golf course, and you know it's only got two par fives. They're both over six hundred yards, and uh, the par fours on a one of them's like. 230 something and so yeah the boys will uh they'll be in for a, a good test of golf i think the last two holes 17 and 18 are like 475 and 503 and i think there's another par four that's over 500 so yeah these 500 yard plus par fours are just brutal but you know these guys all hit it a mile and, and that's what they're going to have to do they're going to have to hit it long and straight to uh, have a chance to put up a decent score Jim White, the pro at Fairways of Lincoln and Nebraska Golf Hall of Famer, joining us here on 93.7 The Ticket on the Husker Rewind. Jim, I want to ask you about Rory McIlroy. Um, 
he has kind of taken a a 90-degree turn some direction, and his game is just off right now. Do you think it is it, it is a personal life thing going on? Is it a mental thing? Any, any take on, on how Rory's game has just kind of slipped here recently? You know, I think, I think as we all know, it's kind of the nature of golf. I mean, I always tell people, you know, you're, you're one swing key away from, from finding it and, and getting back um, playing great again. And, and with Rory's swing, you know, he's got a, he's got a just a phenomenal golf swing and it's so much fun to watch his balance, his speed through impact. It's just, fantastic i think sometimes he gets stuck underneath a little bit he, he tends to block some shots his wedge game hasn't been real sharp um and you know all those guys when they're not playing good they're missing the five to ten foot putts you know and when they're when they're winning tournaments they're making all those so you know roy's not very far off and uh you know nothing would surprise me if he you know gets off to a hot start and and hangs in there because if he hits it long and straight he's he's going to have a big advantage over the field um which he always does if he's hitting it long. But on a real tough golf course, you hit a bunch of fairways at Oak Hill and, and hit it about 320, you're going, to have, you're going to have a good chance. Jim White, uh, Nebraska Golf Hall of Famer, four-time Teacher of the Year, I believe. You mentioned Jay Haas and his swing. It's a very individual swing. That's what yes. I kind of miss about the old days. I mean, Arnold had a swing, and you, you, could, you used to tell me that you could tell four, way, four fairways over who it was based on their swing. Now everybody's got a beautiful swing because they all have great teachers. Do you kind of miss that era where everybody kind of had their own manufactured swing? Yeah, you know, there there aren't very many of those guys anymore. And I think that's why you see, Yeah, I, I, to answer your question, yeah, I kind of miss that. It's kind of fun to watch, uh, you know, the Lee Trevinos, the Ray Floyds, uh, the Arnold Palmers, and, 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 those, and, and uh, like Chichi Rodriguez, some of these guys that just had their own natural motion and they learned how to use it and uh, play with it. And they were fantastic players. Um, today. Yeah. The, the kids get so much great instruction early uh, and the use of video and launch monitors. I mean, they're trying to hit certain numbers on the launch monitor with, you know, launch angle and spin rates and, you know, descent angle, even, you know, they want to see the ball coming down at 41 degrees, not 38 or nine, but 41. Cause on these firm, fast greens, they need that, that much descent angle to, to hold the greens the way they want. So it's, it's a, it's a totally different game. It's very scientific. Um, you know, the, the nutrition, the weight training, the, uh, the swing mechanics, um, you know, just everything about it now is just these guys are fine-tuned athletes, and they can really play. And it's it's fun to watch. I'm I'm impressed. I love watching these guys just go out and bomb it and and hit greens and make long putts. And you know, it's it's ridiculous how good they are. So I always tell people, Tom, you know, it's like you know, you've got your your club is a good player, might be a scratch player. You know, he over a four-day tournament against a tour player, he'd probably lose by 40 shots, you know, if you're playing a tour-type golf course, because these guys are like plus eight handicaps, and they're plus seven, eight handicaps on really difficult golf courses. So, uh, you know, it just kind of gives you an idea how, how fantastic these guys are. You know, they. Uh, my sponsor once told me we were playing with a guy, and, and uh, you know, I hit a decent shot, and the guy says, yeah, geez, that's, you know, great shot. And my sponsor says, well, he ought to hit it good. That's all he does. So, and, you know, it's kind of the same thing with uh, a lot of the guys on the tour. You know, they, they should be good because that's all they do. But uh, it's all they do, and they do it with, you know, fantastic purpose and with fantastic training and coaching and, and, and talent to begin with, obviously. 
Jim White, the pro at Fairways of Lincoln, Nebraska Golf Hall of Famer, uh, joining us here on Husker Rewind on the ticket. I want to ask you about the rival golf league to the PGA Tour, Live Golf. Uh, there's 18 golfers from the Live Tour that are going to be in the PGA Championship. Realistically, I think DJ Brooks, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, Cam Smith are probably the only realistic yeah. challengers for a win there. But can we get your thoughts on the the, the PGA versus Live Golf uh situation what what are your thoughts on the whole thing yeah um it, it's kind of ended up being a good deal for the pga guys Thanks. so they uh, you know they've they've designated gosh was it 12 or 14 tournaments that are 20 million dollar purses they've upped the fedex purse um uh so you can say what you want about the live but competition has really helped plus it took dj and brooks and cam and some of these other guys Deshambo, off the tour off the regular tour so you know better better odds and then winning right so yeah. uh <clears throat> i i think it's i think it's like the old saying you know if, if you can criticize me all you want to spell my name right you know and yeah. and and uh <laughs> you know the advertising that has gone to, for golf in general throughout all the sporting, you know, all the sports, uh, golf's gotten a ton of publicity because of live. So I don't really, you know, I didn't like it at first. I didn't, you know, I haven't watched hardly any of it, uh, the live stuff. So, uh, I think it's elevated the PGA tour and, and, uh, uh, you know, competition's great. And I guarantee you the live guys would love to go in there and win a major and the PGA tour guys don't want them to win. So, There'll be some great storylines potentially developed throughout the week. Jim White, uh, longtime pro, Fairways of Lincoln pro, and, of course, a Nebraska Hall of Famer. Who do you like this week, Jim? Um, you know, uh, I, haven't, I didn't watch that tournament today. I was out actually playing golf with my wife and <laughs> and uh, son, so we, we didn't watch it. I don't, I don't know, did, did Scheffler win today? or I, did, I know there were like... There were like four guys, guys tied, tied at nineteen hundred. Did we watch the? Did you get the final? Uh, we'll get it to you. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure there it out. There were like here a, a bunch of guys tied at nineteen hundred. I was going to go home and not uh, know, and then watch the re- replay of it. Okay, well let's let's keep it a secret then. Okay. We'll, but uh, you know, Scotty's. Uh, I thought his ball striking looked phenomenal this week. Um, you know, it's kind of the same thing with we talked about Roy. With Scotty's missing a lot of putts that he's been making. So you know, if the putter gets hot um you know he's, he's just such a great player he got such a fa- fabulous short game you know so scotty's playing great and and rom drives it so beautifully um you know it, it's hard to count him out um it'll be interesting to see how brooks kepka and cam smith come in here if they're playing good because uh brooks obviously played really good uh at the masters and had a really good chance to win it and uh kind of fell apart the last day but uh, so there'll be some good storylines. Um, uh, it's always fun to watch any of these major championships, and and you see the cream kind of rise to the top, uh, especially in the PGA where the courses are, you know, the best players tend to do really well. Um, the best players tend tend to do really well in the majors, um, especially the PGA because the course setup is usually not quite as, you know tough as the u.s open is and so i don't know i always think sometimes the u.s open the best players don't don't necessarily win there uh there's seems like you need more good breaks at the u.s open than the pga so i think you'll see some the great players you know um 
be up at the top of the leaderboard. And I like uh, I like Scheffler. I like Rom. I like Rory if he gets you know gets the wedge game working a little bit. So those are those are my three best right now. I uh, did get word on who won. Uh, Jason Day, first uh, tournament in five years. Jason Day yeah. wins. He shot a sixty-two today for a one-shot victory over Austin Eckroad. Uh, and Siwoo Kim. So some of the guys at the top, Scheffler fell way back. Uh, wow. So uh, he does not win again. I, I wonder about his confidence going in because he was playing so yeah. well, but uh, he's let a few slip away, Scotty Scheffler. He really has. He's played some bad last rounds. And, and uh, uh, you know, you could, you know, you watch these guys and you see uh, Scotty yesterday get really frustrated with the putter. You know, he felt like, I think he thought he was making great strokes. I, and I saw one putt that just hit something about six inches in front of the ball and just popped and he didn't see it. It was a, it was a divot. There were ball mark in there that sometimes those ball marks are, there's, there's a little depression there. You don't really see it when you're looking to fix anything in your line. And boy, you could tell that thing hit it right off there. And he got, you know, pretty frustrated with that. Um, you know, Jason Day has been trending, and, and it's kind of funny because I was just looking up, uh, you know, he, he's won the PGA, Jason has, and, boy, he's been playing great golf. And, boy, when you told me he shoots 62 today, oh. holy cow. Oh. Yeah, look out for that guy, too. You know, he's, you like a guy that's trending that's also won a major. So, well, uh, I'm gonna, well, I was going to say, Jim, I want to throw one out to you. How about a guy that's trending that hasn't won a major? Do you think we could get a first-time major winner? Um. Let's see who would that who, who would be uh, two, a uh, two names that come to mind for me are Xander Shoffley and Patrick Canlay. Okay, you got two. Yeah, those those two are phenomenal players. And Shoffley, I'm always kind of surprised that he hasn't won more because you you watch his routines. You know, he's got such a consistent, great pre-shot routine. He hits so many incredibly solid, accurate shots with every club in the bag. You know, putts fabulous. Um, you know, you just, but he, some for some reason, he struggles a little bit at some point during a tournament and struggles to to close the deal. So I'd love to see Xander win. I think he's just a fantastic player. And Cantley, you know, he's another one that's just a machine out there. And when he gets it going, he, and nothing really bothers him a whole lot. I mean, he can hit some bad shots, but he he kind of just hangs in there, just sticks to his process and. And you know plays just tons of great golf. So, I, and I like both those guys. So you know, love to see Jason Day, Xander, you know, Cantley. Some of those guys would be great to see those guys challenge to to win win a major for sure. So. Jim White, uh, golf Hall of Famer in Nebraska, head pro at Fairways of Lincoln, and you and Greg Johannesson have been doing something. I'll give you a plug uh, on gripping golf clubs. <laughs> And you can do it in a, a bit of a different way, and you've been very successful doing it. Explain your process of regripping golf clubs. Well, it's, it's more of you know the whole fitting process that we we got a patent for over a decade ago, and uh, Greg's kind of the mastermind behind it. Uh, uh, but the the basically what we do different than everybody else is uh, the way we were able to even get a patent was we look at kind of the uh, obviously the overall player, but we also look at the the leverage of the golf club, you know, every, every club, you know, has leverage against the player and that leverage is a function of how long the club is and where the weights distributed. Right. So if you get a club that's got a lot of head weight out on the end, uh, that's going to affect the player a little differently. And that's why when we get somebody say, you know, somebody that's tall, that, that uh, needs a longer club, 
they might not be that strong and their swing might not be in great position. So you, you put uh, a standard weight head on a, on a longer club, it's going to be really hard for that taller person to handle. So we work on getting the weight of the grip, the shaft, and the head all in balance with that player based on their swing characteristics, how strong they are. Uh, and, and, uh, and from there, then we're able to, through our algorithms on the back end, we're able to actually match an entire set of golf clubs. I think the one mistake that a lot of people make, uh, you know, they'll buy a set of irons uh, one year and then maybe they want to drive or the next. So they go in for a fitting with somebody and they'll go through the launch monitor. They'll find this, this driver that's, basically producing the best specs for them, right? And the guy will say, this is the driver for you. And and if you turn around and ask the guy, it's like, okay, do these match my irons? You'll probably get a blank stare because the industry doesn't really understand how to do that very well. And that, that's kind of what we, you know, say we do better than everybody else is we can take that super long, extra light graphite shafted driver and we can match it with your your standard length steel shafted six iron. And and that's a hard thing to do sometimes, but that's that's how we got our patent is we're able to uh, we're able to define that and establish you know just how how to build that golf club so that every club in your bag feels and reacts the same for you, and that's been why we've been successful with it for a long time. Jim, we need to have you over uh, for one of our midweek derbies at the Country Club. Uh, soon, so oh, really? I've yeah. been in a slump. Yeah. So okay. I, I've been in a slump. I need to get out of it. Just get a golf hall of famer to finally win one. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, good talking to you. Uh, we need to have you on again uh, soon. Okay, it's- Tommy. Great to hear from you. I'm glad you're doing well, pal. There, so, there you go, uh, Nebraska. Take care. Yeah, you betcha, Jim White. Uh, you know, also a great basketball player at Hastings College. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, he's just pure athlete. He's just a pure athlete and. And as I've noticed in the golf swing, it helps to be athletic. Yeah. Uh, and that really wasn't the case for years. And then Tiger came along, and he's a great athlete. And and now you're seeing many more athletes, uh, you know, the Dustin Johnsons, who was a really good basketball player, choose golf. That didn't used to be the case. Yeah, and, and uh, another couple of swings where you're talking about, like, unique swings, Jim Furyk immediately popped to mind, but Calvin Pete. Calvin Pete, because his, his uh, left elbow, he couldn't bend right. his arm yeah. because he uh, – Fell out of a tree when he was like and 12 it years his old. Swing. Yeah, and it was so it was this goofy swing, and people yeah. are like, oh, "This guy can't play because his swing is awful." Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, well, Jim White's oh. uh, one of the best. We'll have him on. It's golf season, so we can oh, yeah. we, we're allowed to have him on. Exactly. Uh, off to the Sarder Heyman text line. A couple of people need to go see uh, Jim now, and so he may be getting a couple of calls. And the Illinois game that you were talking about earlier, yeah. when Adrian threw the pick six. Um, Sanderson said that you got so irritated that you left Tanner's uh, and Dave thought you were going to come back, but, but you didn't. <laughs> did he like, did he have to walk home? Well, I, Dave knows I have a short fuse. I mean, he should just expect that stuff. So I'm a, I'm a sore loser, as you know, yeah, yeah. I, I become, I will say I've gotten better over the years. Because now what I do is just turn the channel. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> it's not worth it. Also off the Sutter Heyman text line, uh, re- relating to a couple of other conversations we were having earlier in the show, uh, Notorious B.I.B. says, Creighton fans are bad, but Jaskers are the absolute worst. They're all phony and smug. And he wants to vote for Gabe Swanson for MVP. And also said, absolutely love hearing from Lance Harvell. He's always so insightful and fun to listen to. Uh 
can't think of a better interview that you guys have other than with Lance every time he's on. So yeah. thanks, Notor- Notorious B.I.B., for chiming in on the summer. And we tricked him line. into being on next week as well. So yeah, Lance exactly. Back. We're going to try to work some magic with the interview with him next week, too. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we're not going to let anything out of the bag yet. But I don't know. We might have talked about everything, but we'll talk about something. Uh, oh, we'll up. figure something oh, out. We'll figure something out. We always do. He's yeah. Mike Melby. I'm Tom Stevens. This is Husker Rewind.